I'm starting to get a little bit worried. When I click the button that says UKW Ignite. I've not been very laudatory about it recently. I have some problems with the decisions that have been taken regarding the booking and some of the hokiness and that sort of thing. And um, sometimes I feel like, you know, I've used the word several times today. I'll use it again. A curmudgeon. You know, I think, well, you know, they're trying their best and they're trying something different. It's just not working. This week, however, no need for that because there isn't anything that's kind of... um, hokiness or anything like that um and i'm so pleased i am so pleased it's mainly wrestling and i'll tell you what else is really good dylan chase the chase that runs the place as he insists on doing despite my imprecations about last week or the week before or something like that i'm very busy is sitting with just james and they're sniping at each other all the time which is great it really is good to see that, you know, they're kind of just getting the last word in and all that kind of stuff. I, I like it. Works really well for me. And anyway, you've got Ruby early on out with um, with her dad, Red. Um, and she's getting cheesed off with Leonie Rose and Chris Castle. So out comes Leonie. Says that, um, that, that she wants them to put their belts on the line in a match at Aftermath. Because, of course, Ruby's got the Ignite Championship and Red's got one of the round-the-clock... There are two. One of the the round-the-clock belts. I lose track. I don't know which brand it is. Someone will tell me, maybe. There you go. Now, they agree, but they said that if they want... If they do that, they want not just the belts on the line. It doesn't always work this way. If they're number one contenders, they're number one contenders. But they want, if they put the belt on the line, to have the general managership on the line as well so it could be that how would this work ruby would keep the belt if she won and be the general manager of ignite and so would red so he'd be the general manager of two brands that would be a conflict of interest anyway rose doesn't want that and quite rightly too out comes jonathan sedgwick the the real face that runs the place or the chase that runs the face that the chase that the, the anyway yeah he, he's he's the head on show and you know I deboned your entities by Liege he um which didn't take long because they're actually already already filleted and he was just hanging around the back I don't know I mean it's his place so he, maybe he lives there maybe he sleeps there maybe he's got a rolled up camp bed in the back I don't know if he can roll up a camp bed he's there and says Salah good idea to me I'm going to make that match. Well, Leonie Rose is outraged and it's a good way to start. So she's spiteful about that and makes a match with Red versus Big Duncan. Now, this can't be a title match, can it? They don't say. Red has a go pushing Duncan into the corner early on. Then Duncan has a go, but with an extra choke. And it's mentioned on commentary that Red broke cleanly, but we know that Duncan won't and he doesn't. Now, Duncan gives him a free shot. Uh, Punches and a shoulder puts Duncan down which is surprising actually Duncan comes back with punches and then that big four Nelson and then out comes Shake McToom last week he was baiting Big Duncan I don't know why I've no idea why I don't know whether Big Duncan's been putting a hurt on him in the back or I don't know whether he I don't know ate the last polo mint maybe he didn't give him his last Rolo remember when that was a thing many years ago 
But anyway, he's taken a dislike to him, so he's out and just kind of distracts him, then attacks him. There's a no contest, it's a DQ. It is actually terrible. It's not the right way to start Ignite. It gets better from here, don't worry. And here's Shane McToom out again, facing Tom Savage. There's a McToom slam, a low leg drop, and then a nice clothesline for a two count from Savage. They work well together, you know. Big chop and a better splash in the corner from McToom than he's than I've been used to him doing, you know. It was a funny ending, though, because Savage pulled McToom's um, T-shirt over his head and then rolled him up for the pin. Um, I'm not sure. I don't think Lou Thess would be very happy with it. Let's put it that way. Yeah, anyway, out comes Big Duncan. Reverse basement, clothesline. A choke, leaves him lying. And that, I mean... I wanted more of this match because actually I thought it was it could have gone a bit longer. Quite enjoyed it. Didn't like the ending. Very hokey and entertainment based. Shame. Now, Rose has been talking to Mercer and she doesn't want the camera in the room. That's what we see. And so it goes back to commentary with, oh, she didn't want the camera in the room there. We saw that. Don't quite know what's going on, but there you go. Now, next, we've got Reed and Moon. That would be Jacob and Ryan. Versus Rosen Hunt. That would be, rather than Rosen Crown, that would be Leone and Johan. This is very good, you know, actually. It just goes long enough. So early on, there's a reed smack to um, to Hunt's face in a basement clothesline. Nice that, um, that Johan Hunt tries for a pin after a sunset flip. You don't often get that, and I'm glad he's bringing it back. Sweet end of days from Jacob Reed. A rose when she gets in, kick to Reed, and then Moon strikes Rose, but Rose hits the double arm DDT, which looks fabulous for the pin. Really good match to set us up for Ruby Brocco versus Sebastian Mercer. Now, is this for the Ignite Championship? Because if it is, this will be the very belt that Mercer had a while ago and vacated to do bigger and better things. May I just comment that, I mean, I don't need to, do I? But I'm going to anyway, that you're coming back to the belt. You vacated of your own volition a while ago. We're the champion. Now you're trying to win the belt back if this was for the belt. Anyway, it was good. Give and take early on. A nice um, Brocco snap there. Another basement drop kick. Quite a feature. That base, Those basement moves this week. Nice Mercer choke. Um, and a hard posting, a nice suplex, an ugly punch. There's Brocco comes back with a slap and a neck breaker. And then uh, her handstand splash, which was very nice. Punches are traded back and forth. There's a huge Mercer spear and punches, and he won't leave it alone. So it's a DQ. And I didn't mind because he just won't stop. And clearly, well, we don't know, but they've set it up with the talks with, with Leonie Rose. And I liked it. He then, the ref says, you can't really do that, Mr. Mercer. I know you're a mercenary, but you can't. So he clotheslines him too. The commentary really added excitement here. They really added some mystery. They didn't seem to know what was going to happen. It was really good work, I have to say. Then Red's out to help. Um, His daughter, 
Mercer fails, but Rose is happy. And that's the end of this episode. And even though it was quite hokey, it wasn't egregious. And it has been recently. I thought, oh, please, will you stop this? The commentary had good stuff. The matches were pretty good, even when there was a pull of a T-shirt over a head for an ending or a DQ and no contest. I didn't mind because it all meant something. I'd like to know why Sheik McToom is so cheesed off with Big Duncan. I don't think we're ever going to get the answer. I think he's just decided to have a go at him. Might not be a good idea because you're left laying every time you do it. But it'll make me watch again next week. And maybe I won't wince as much when I'm pressing that button. Unless I've got the old trouble back. Ta-ta.